Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. This week we have Graveyard Mansion, an episode of The Witch's Tale, generally regarded as radio's first horror show. The program aired over the Mutual Network and in syndication from 1931 to 1938. Stories were often aired in two 15-minute episodes, as this one was, although we've combined it into one program for today. These episodes first aired in March 1933. The popular radio show also made a short-lived appearance in the Pulps, with The Witch's Tales magazine, which published just two issues at the end of 1936. If you're a fan of Supernatural Pulp, be sure to check out Pulp with a Bite. It collects tales of vampires and the undead from the tattered pages of weird tales, strange stories, ghost stories, and more. It is available from Amazon or other bookstores, or direct from us at Brick Pickle Media, and that direct link is in the show notes. This podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. For more, visit BrickPickleMedia.com. You can find a link to all of our books in our entire online store on the website. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. We bring you The Witch's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. Let us join old Nancy, witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. (laughs) Hannah and three-year-old I be today. Yes, sir, Hannah and three-year-old. Satan. If these folks want to hear another of our pretty little bedtime stories, you just tell them to douse out them lights so's we'll have it nice and dark. Now draw up to the fire and gaze into embers. Gaze into them deep, and soon you'll be down south with us in old Louisiana. <laughs> It's strange country down there, ghost country. And outside a little railway depot there begins our yarn about graveyard mansion. <laughs> graveyard mansion. <laughs>
good heavens, driver. We're strangers here. Just got off that train. You can't expect us to walk a distance you say is three miles at this time of night. Or rather morning. We'd be lost among your cane break and bayous before we got halfway. I'm powerful sorry, gentlemen, but I, I wouldn't drive you to the old Tate Post plantation house at night for all the money in the New Orleans Mint. And neither will anyone else in these here parts. Why not? What's wrong with the Ted Gross place? What you all want to go out there for? Well, if it really makes any difference to you, we've just inherited the plantation. We're down here to take possession. Your name's Blanchard, then? Yes. Yeah, I heard your two brothers was expected. Your lawyers had men from Barton Rouge this past week fixing the house up. They was glad to get away this morning after only spending daytime there. Say, will you please tell us exactly what you're driving at? Just this. If you gentlemen are wise... You'll take the first train back up north and forget that Tate Ghost Place was ever left you. That old house ain't been lived in for nine hundred years. For good reason. Folks here call it Graveyard Mansion. Because it's a house of the living dead. What? That's all I know, gentlemen. Good night. Hey, come back here. Wait a minute. Well. I'll be doggone. <laughs> Drove off and left his flat. He didn't even want to stay and talk about the place, Kurt. Lord, Al. It looks as though we've inherited a haunted house. Well, attorney never mentioned such thing in his letters. Well, he's an educated man. You don't think he'd write us as such a crazy idea as that? Come on. We'd better start walking. Walk? To take gross tonight? We haven't any choice. That chap is the only taxi man. There are no hotels in this little village. Let's go back to the depot. We'll get directions from the station master and see if we can buy a lantern. All right. <laughs> That chump said our new home is called Graveyard Mansion. <laughs> yes, because it's the house of the living dead. <laughs> Poor superstitious idiot. <laughs> Imagine believing in ghosts in this 20th century. <laughs> How can people be so dumb? <laughs> There's the marker they told us to look for, Kurt. The house must be just beyond those trees. I hope it is. Phew. I'm tired. Yes, yeah, so am I. This hike has taken longer than we expected. It must be nearly dawn. Yes. It's Louisiana is eerie country at night. Ghastly Spanish moss hanging from the trees seems to writhe like something living. Mm, and those clouds of mist that rise from the bayous take strange shapes. Half-human shapes. Sort of puts one in the mood to almost believe in... Ghosts. Mm. What if we didn't have good sense? <laughs> Wonder what it is these people fear about our new property. That old Creole who sold us the lantern was more insistent than the cab driver that we make no attempt to live in the place. Without being any more explicit as to reason. Yeah, he seemed either afraid or ashamed to make any real explanation. But like the other chap, he said it was a house of the living dead. Well, that doesn't make sense even for a ghost story. Oh, it's just a lot of bunk. Well, if the tales aren't bunk, we'll soon find out. Look. Huh? We've arrived. Kind of a spooky-looking old place at that. It's different than I pictured it. Sort of like a French chateau. Our ancestor who built it was married to a Frenchwoman. She was probably responsible for its design. Let's go in. Uh, wait. Kurt, look there. Those tombstones. A little burial ground. Maybe that's why they call the house Graveyard Mansion. That's what I was thinking. Come on. Uh, wait a minute. Does it seem to you there's something moving in the darkness beyond those tombstones? Something white? Yes. Oh, 
Some of that ghastly mist that rises from the bayous. Uh, I, I suppose so. It, it looked almost like a woman. Well, let's go inside the house and get some sleep before we become as goofy as the natives we've talked to. Hold this lantern while I find the keys that lawyer sent us. His men didn't fix the place up very well. There's a broken window. I see. Here we are. Phew. Black as a coal mine in here. What was that? Oh, bats. Place is full of them. Oh. Wish I could find a lamp. That lantern isn't much good. No, its light doesn't seem to penetrate this darkness at all. It's almost a non-natural darkness. Yes. It's funny. The ventilation from that broken window it ought to smell sweet in here. It's a nerfy odor about the place, like a... Like a tomb. What's that? Door slam. Curtis, down that hallway. A woman! <laughs> that laugh! Well, she's no figure of the mist. I'll soon find out who that is. Come on. Well, she's disappeared around the corner. She went through that little door. Help me. There it is. It's stuck. All right. I've got it. It leads to the cellar. There she goes, down those stairs. Hey, stop you. Who are you? She doesn't even look around. After her. Hold up that ladder now. Let it... Oh, the bat's knocked it from my hand. We're in the dark. With her. Just laugh again. Hold on to your nerve. I've got matches. Well, give me a light, for God's sake. Light. Here. Oh, thank God. God, the lantern isn't broken. Unlight it, quick. I have it. Now we'll see what... The woman's gone. The cellar's empty. Where did she go to? This isn't a true cellar. It's just a little vault. There's no way out save by these stairs. She couldn't have passed us. They're too narrow. The vault is bare. No place in which to hide. Curtis, what's that set up on the wall? Why, it's... A burial crypt. A burial crypt? A tomb! <laughs> That's Helen. where that woman hid. Now, hold on to yourself. Here, don't let your nerves go like that. Helen, our senses have been fooled. Those stories we heard, these ghastly myths we, 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 we've seen have made us imagine things that can't be true. We haven't seen any woman. There's been no woman here to see. Oh, but we heard her. Oh, we only thought we did. Our imaginations have played us tricks, I tell you. Alan! Alan! You, you must be right. Of course I'm right. It's the only explanation. There. There's an inscription on that tomb. What? What does it say? I'll see. It reads, Here lies Antoinette de Morave, wife of Adrian Blanchard, born 1782, died 1804. 130 years ago. Antoinette de Morave. She's the woman this mansion was built for. Yes, I remember her name now. Come, let's get out of this cellar. Wait. That's funny. What? It's cold as death down here, but this slab is warm. Feel it. Yes. It's warm as life. Rooster crowed. That means it's dawn. Let's get out of this cellar where I can see the light of day. Go ahead. I'll follow. Julia. Now this slab is growing cold. But, Alan, I've told you a thousand times that everything we thought we saw and heard and felt last night was pure imagination. Well, that's simple common sense. I know it is. And I've honestly agreed with you all day. But ever since the sun went down, I... Oh, I realize I'm acting like a baby Kurt, but this place has got my goat. <laughs> You'll soon get over that. 
Cold shivers ran up and down my spine for hours after we came out of that infernal burial vault this morning. But now that I've had a little sleep, I feel honestly cheerful about our inheritance. Why? Why do you suppose that single tomb is in the cellar when there's a graveyard just outside? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Lord, I forgot to show you. Alan, <laughs> look what I found in the attic. A miniature portrait. What a beautiful woman. Yeah, look at the back. It's engraved to Adrian from Antoinette. Uh-huh. It's Our Lady of the Tomb. Wasn't she a knockout? She must have been lovely. Her great-great-uncle must have been mad about her. That's probably why she's buried away from the common herd. Poor thing. She was only 22 years old when she died. A branch of the family still lives down here. Wonder if we have any female cousins who've inherited her good looks. <laughs> if we can find one, I'll bet you'll have no more objections to living in this house. Oh, you and I are going to be crazy about this place. Look out this window at that neglected land we're going to put in shape. Look at those great trees and that bayou shining in the moonlight. And those old tombstones in the yard. It's nearly midnight when they say the dead return to life. Now, if you're going to start that again, I'm going to bed. You better turn in yourself. It is midnight. Yes. Just midnight. Kurt, did you hear that door? The wind must have slammed it shut. It may be the door from that cellar. Now stop that. You're not going to pieces on me again. Kurt, look out this window. The woman whom we saw last night. Good Lord. She won't get away from me this time. Where are you going? After her. Wait, wait, don't leave me. Wait, Kurt, don't go near her. Let me go. No, no. Alan. She's turning back. She's coming toward us. Run. She's something awful from the grave. I won't believe that. Let me go. That laugh. Same we heard last night. Run, I tell you, run. She's something risen from the dead. Lord, help me. I believe you're right. Come on. Run, run. Wait. She's calling to us. There's, there's nothing dead about that voice. Look at her coming there. A healthy-looking flesh-and-blood girl. <laughs> she, She's laughing at us. Can you blame her? Of all the dumb, benighted saps, yes, we are... Yes, we certainly are. Curtis. What's the matter now? Look at her. She's the image of that miniature you found. Sure. Living image of a woman who's been dead a hundred years. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you permit, I take the liberty of introduce myself. <laughs> Satan, if these folks come see us next time old Nancy has a birthday... She tell him some more about graveyard mansions. <laughs> the house of the living dead. And now, let us join old Nancy 
witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. <laughs> Hunter and ten-year-old I be today. Yes, sir. Hunter and ten-year-old. Satan. Yeah. Old Nancy feels so good this evening. She's gonna get right down to business and cheer folks up with spinning the finish of that comforting little yarn we begun last time they was here. Douse out them lights so's we'll have it dark and cozy. We told how then two young brothers from up north went down to Louisiana to claim a fine big mansion they'd inherited, which folks called the House of the Living Dead. But our brothers didn't pay no attention to that kind of talk <laughs> till they got out to the place and seed a ghostly figure which seemed to disappear in a tomb down cellar on which was the name of a French woman who'd been dead a hundred years. Then, next night, they saw what appeared to be the same ghostly figure out on the grounds, and they was about to run away from it when they seed it was really a living, breathing girl. <laughs> a living girl who was the image of the woman who was buried in that tomb. That's why we left off. Drop to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep and hear the finish of our yarn about Graveyard Mansion. <laughs> graveyard Mansion. <laughs> gentlemen acted so afraid. When you saw me coming toward you, you must say think I am a ghost. No words can express my humiliation for the childish way we acted. We're terribly ashamed. But we'd heard so many weird tales about our new estate, and, well, we didn't think any living person would venture on these grounds at night. I come often when the moon is full like this and wander here while others sleep. These the place have been so long deserted. I have come to look upon it as my own. Oh, but now that you are here, I must not trespass any more. Please don't feel that way about oh, it. I should say not. Look upon this place as still your oh, own. Thank you. Perhaps I shall. Now I must say au revoir. May we see you home? Oh, thank you very much, but I must go alone. Before you go, may we know your name? Oh, I had forgot. I am Miss Nettie Blanchard. Blanchard? Well, that's our name, too. Oh, so, we are distant relatives, maybe. Oh, good night. We shall see you again. Oh, oh we, you will see me again. Good night. Good night. Good night. Isn't she a beauty? Absolute knockout. Kurt, let me see that miniature again of the Lady of the Tomb. Here. The resemblance is startling, isn't it? The girl who just left here might have sat for this portrait. Alan. She said her name was Nettie. That's a contraction of Antoinette. Antoinette was the name of the woman of this portrait. Coincidence, isn't it? Yes. Coincidence. Oh, come on. Let's go to bed. Mm -hmm. 
Alan, Alan, wake up. Are you going to sleep all day? Huh? Well, it's morning. Time to rise and shine. Oh, I... I was dreaming. It must have been a pleasant dream. You certainly didn't want to snap out of it. I... I dreamed that girl, the one we met last night, came into this room and kissed me. Oh, that sounds nice. Get up. We have a lot of work to do. Right away. Queer. I feel weak as a kitten. Huh. You don't look any too good. I have a funny pain. Where? Here. On my throat. There's a little mark there. As though you'd been bitten. Funny. That's where I dreamed she kissed me. The house is just beyond that next turn in the road, Doctor. Turn your car to the left. Right other way. <clears throat> you say it is just a week since you uh, noticed the first indication of your brother's illness? Yes. I wouldn't have believed anyone could waste away so suddenly. He looks as though every drop of blood were being drained from his body. You should have come for me sooner. Oh, I wanted to. But he and Miss Blanchard insisted there was nothing really the matter with him. This Miss Blanchard, a relative, of course. A very distant one. We only met her since we came down here. She's with my brother now. When he recovers, they... They're going to be married. They became engaged on very short acquaintance. Yes. There's the house just ahead. I know. I know Graveyard Mansion very well. This strange mark you mentioned on your brother's throat, you say it have become more inflamed each day? Yes. It's as though the fangs of some beast had entered there. The house was full of bats when we arrived, Doctor. I've heard of vampire bats. Do you suppose... No, I do not believe your brother is the victim of a vampire bat. Here we are. Oh, there's Miss Blanchard at the door. Nettie, is Alan all right? I brought the doctor. The doctor comes too late. What do you mean? Not that Alan... Your brother is dead. No. No. Graveyard Mansion. Graveyard Mansion. Oh. Come away from that window, son. There's no way for us to bring your brother back. No. He's buried in that little graveyard now. But, Doctor, what killed him? What caused that awful mark upon his throat? What drained the blood from his body? What? As yet, I will know it was nothing recognized by natural science. But science refuses to recognize many things it should endeavor to know and explain. But never mind that now. Your brother's fiancée, Miss Blanchard, she was not at the funeral this afternoon. Because she couldn't bear to see him lying in his coffin. You heard her say last night... Me, that... I heard her excuse. You have never seen this girl except at night? Why, no, but... The reason I is... I have also had an excuse for that. I thought I knew by sight every soul in this parish, yet I have never seen that girl until the night you brought me here. Well, you don't mean to imply that she had anything to do with Alan's death? I imply nothing. But it is midnight. Time for Miss Blanchard's promised call. I am most anxious to improve her acquaintance. I see her coming beyond those gravestones. Isn't she beautiful? You love that woman. Doctor. You love her as your brother did. Yes. While Alan lived, I denied it even to myself. But now I... Doctor, it's as though she's cast a spell upon me. She's so beautiful. And so like the miniature you showed me, of a woman dead a hundred years. Why do you torture me with these awful questions? These frightful doubts? Why is she so like a woman dead a hundred years? 
Why does she only appear at midnight? Why don't she tell me where she lives? Why? Oh, Anita, she's almost at the door. We may find an answer to our questions. At the dawn! I never see such a superstitious man of medicine, Dr. Rochard. The way you talk, you have me almost believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts, Mademoiselle Rochard, in ghosts and vampires. Vampires, Doctor? Oh, such talk is foolish. No people now accept such things. Because the thought is too fearful for men's minds to dwell upon, perhaps. Have you heard what vampires are, Miss Blanchard? Oh, some other time, you tell me. Uh, Curtis, I must be going now. Mademoiselle will find the explanation very interesting. Vampires are those evil spirits sometimes called the dead alive. It is said they rise from their graves at midnight. Clothed in human flesh, kept whole by blood drained from living but bodies. Very interesting, but I must be going. But you have not heard yet all. At midnight, the vampire can rise, mademoiselle, but it must return to its grave at dawn. Oh, yes, yes, but I must be leaving now. Of course, it is very late, or rather early. Dawn is here. Doctor, what are you driving I at? I believe in vampires, my boy, and dangers of the darkness. Since Miss Blanchard will not permit you or me to see her home... I suggest you wait with us till daylight come for her protection. You keep me here with talk. I must be home. But a few minutes can make very little difference. And Thorn is nearly here. Move from that door and let me pass. You are as anxious to reach your home as the vampire is to reach his tomb. Doctor. You are insulting. No, I am accusing. Dr. Brochard. Accusing the fiend to kill your brother. Accusing the evil soul of graveyard mansion. Stand from that door and let me pass. No. Let me pass, I do not kill you. Dawn is coming light. The rubs fiends of the power darkness lends them. Look, the first streaks of dawn shine in the sky. Doctor, you're mad. Stand aside and let her go. Oh, she's a normal woman, not of the vile undead. Let her remain within this room one minute more. I cannot. I am late. 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 Mary. She's turned around. Ran the other way. After her. She's going to the cellar. I know she would. Quick, and you will see the truth. (laughs) Dawn. She's one home. I won't believe. You shall have proof. What are you going to do? Open the tomb of Antoinette, who has been dead a hundred years. This is sacrilege. We have no right to violate a tomb. The dead. They deserve no mercy from either God or man. Such things as vampires can't exist. Mm, Well, I I finished my labor. Help me lift this coffin lid as you shall see. Oh, I must have proof. Antoinette Blanchard has been dead a hundred years. We shall find nothing but dust. Help me lift the lid. The girl I love can't be in that coffin. Help me lift the lid. I... I will. Regard. There is your proof. Antoinette. Yes, of tonight and of a hundred years ago, the same. Preserved in evil life by the blood of your brother and of others. So has this house gained its name of Graveyard Mansion. But there is a way to end the vampire. This sharpened wooden stake. Above her undead art, I place it. And I drive it home. Ah! <gasps> She screamed. The body has crumbled into dust before my eyes. The vampire is no more. The living dead is dead forever. She's gone. She and my brother. All that I loved. But the world has lost a scourge. And now Graveyard Mansion is nothing but a name. Satan. You folks come see old Nancy next time she has a birthday. 